as soon as I said the word pump. And another thing! This is that podcast that Brian just screamed where... <laughs> We drink, we agree, and everyone wins. <laughs> he leaves the room. Yeah. <laughs> Brian's out of here. He's literally physically leaving the room. Yeah, yeah. Because we're going to be talking endgame. Yeah, because we got to talk about endgame because there's stuff I want to talk to Vargas <laughs> about as well as other stuff that I think Vargas wants to bring up that yeah. I'm very excited about. But um, so we both saw endgame a couple weeks ago. Thursday have, night, right? Yeah. Have you, yeah. Two, two, like a Thursday ago. Have yeah. You, have you seen it again at all? I haven't seen it twice gotcha. yet. I'm yet. planning on probably seeing it last Sunday. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so you've already seen it twice. So I've seen it twice. Yeah. Fuck. Um, so I'm curious. So so we're going to talk pretty major spoilers about Endgame and events oh, in it. As but again, the movie has been out three weeks at this point. Correct. So we are allowed... The Rooster Brothers gave us <laughs> explicit permission to talk about it the Monday after this comes out. But... Don't listen if you don't want spoilers. Correct. So in Endgame, they essentially, I had a theory that they were going to use the quantum realm and time travel to essentially get yeah. around everything, which they do. Uh-huh. And they do a really great, the second act is essentially the time travel aspect where they go to different, like they go the to different movies. <laughs> yeah. And it's so fucking fun. I'm curious. Yeah. So the movie ends with Captain America taking on the burden of taking the Infinity Stones back to their respective plus, timelines. Plus Thor's hammer. Plus Thor's hammer. He doesn't want to keep Mjolnir yeah. anymore, even though that sequence is fucking... Too, that made oh. me... Again, I, I, I don't, I've I only cheered like once in a theater, and that was whenever the yeah. Star Wars theme opened Force Awakens. But as soon as the hammer started moving, I, I, like, I got really antsy yeah. in my seat. And as soon as he grabs it, I was like, Fuck yeah. yes! Well, that's that's what I text you. Literally, like the first thing Dude. was like, no one can tell me that Captain America is a lame pick for Dude. favorite superhero. Uh, he's the fucking ever best again. man. I know. Like, okay. So speaking of, so he goes back and him and Bucky have a very interesting conversation yeah. where they ha- they reference back from the first Captain America. Yeah, it mirrors which like, Bucky backwards. says, "Don't get any t- too much trouble that I wouldn't get into." Yeah. And Captain America, like. Young, don't do anything stupid, right? How can I? You're yeah, taking you, all the stupid, all with, stupid you. with you, and that's they had the exact inverse of conversation. And Bucky has a very knowing smile on his face because it's, it's very. I remember as soon as it happened, I was like, something is going to happen Something's, where he stays or something happens. Yeah. So it comes back. They have a whole thing where Hulk is like, oh my gosh, like something happened. Where is he? And he missed pa- his drop off point or whatever. And this yeah. is where my allergies started acting up. The camera pans <laughs> over and you see an old man yeah. sitting at the edge of the lake. And Bucky knowingly again nods over and tells yeah. Sam, uh, the Falcon, to go over there. And it is a very old Steve Rogers. He uh, basically says, uh, you are the next Captain America. He hands Sam a shield. And he, again, I noticed a wedding ring, but he specifically, they highlight whenever he shakes Sam's hand, yeah. he has a ring on his finger. So with his presumption is, and again, this is, ex- again, Tony has alluded to this, like, just go, like, just get be, a life, get yeah. a life. And he did, he got the life with Peggy and he lived many years. So there's a big debate between the screenwriters and the Russo brothers mm-hmm. where the screenwriters essentially said their theory was, and again, they wrote the movie, right? Was that since they, since and Cap- that's McFeely and yeah, they, they've written the past like four, yeah. like they wrote affinity war. And I think the past two Captain America movies, I think yeah. or something. Um, so again, so they have the character of Captain America, right? On lock. Um, so the two theories are essentially that whenever Captain America went back and replaced the Infinity Stones mm-hmm. and, and Mjolnir, that he is in this present timeline of Endgame. 
Um, and again, we could talk more about like what they, how they reference time, the like whenever you create a new timeline, you create a separate adjacent timeline where that you're the, this present that you're currently in becomes a different, totally different, like almost alternate dimension. You do the thing versus you don't do the thing. Correct. But Hulk and, uh, we'll talk about this later too. So, he goes back, he puts the time, the infinity stones back exactly where they need to be. Right. And the, the theory is, is that, do you think that Captain America is in, there's two Captain Americas in one timeline, or do you think that it is a separate adjacent Captain America and he used like his get back to get back at that time? Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so Captain America goes back puts all the stones where they need to be. Right. And then lives his life. Just secretly lives a life with Peggy. Right. Because we can talk, I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are. Then I, then I, I want to lay out some stuff. Yeah. Or did he on the, on the invert or on the sep- other thing, with the, which the Russo brothers believe create a new timeline. He, whenever he did that, he created a new adjacent timeline. And then once he knew when the events were going to happen, he used his, button his uh-huh. get back button yeah to the pin particle stuff to get back to the regular timeline and because peggy passed away or right. whatever happened right to give sam the shield and and go on hmm because i'm curious like after yeah w- like what you think so the the movie does set forward pretty hard and fast that any you can't alter the future by impacting the past Correct. they hulk specific says the way time works is that once you go back into the past, it's not you, back to the future. You rules. like you don't jump backwards. You jump backwards into the side. Right. Right. So everything you do in this other past, any changes you make, you it will not right. affect your original future. Right. And then it, when it you, just creates a new timeline. Right. So then you jump back to your future, and that's that's your your straight and narrow. So essentially. so the I'll say the first thing. Mm-hmm. The thing that I've heard about this is that this is what sets up the new. The new, the new, yeah, the new phase, phase or whatever it is, or yeah. is that Kang oh. the Conqueror mm-hmm. is going to butt heads with the Avengers because he doesn't like that they're messing right with. And then the there's timeline. also stuff about like uh, like the Loki Disney Plus series, yeah, is because he steals the Tesseract right. in so, the other timeline. So he's and just in an alternate timeline. Right. I'm assuming they're going to do something similar with. Vision Scarlet Witch, right. because that's supposed right. to take place in the fifties. So yeah, something crazy. How yeah. do you know? How do they get back in the past? Whatever. So it's an alternate universe. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it could work both ways because, like, in theory, Steve Rogers had all of the Infinity Stones at one time. Right. So like, <laughs> because I, I go off the theory of um, because there's a very important conversation between Hulk and the Ancient One, who shows up at the Battle of New York in right. 2012. Um, we're basically basically just protecting the sanctum sanctorum. Yeah, just protecting. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was hilarious. I love that. As soon as like she popped up doing that, I was like, holy shit, this is so cool. Because everyone talks about like, what were the sorcerers doing? They were just protecting themselves. Protecting the sanctums. Correct. Which is their job. That is what they're supposed to do. (laughs) Um, But they have an interesting conversation where she fucking blasts Branner out of the Hulk's body. Yeah. Which uh, I fucking loved. Whenever they trans, they they come into that time zone. Yeah. They see the Hulk going nuts, and Banners is like embarrassed. Oh my god! And <laughs> Professor he starts, Hulk is embarrassed. He starts. Uh, he starts passively aggressively yeah. like smashing stuff, and he's yeah. like, "Guys, this, this is not what I want to do." As soon as he rips off his shirt, he's just like, "I don't want to do this." Yeah. 
But anyway, so they have a conversation where like the ancient one creates a timeline and she says, and she creates the time, the, uh, the infinity stones. It says, as soon as you take one off, it creates a branching timeline. Right. And then Banner very importantly says, but, but if we put it back in the very specific spot, that evens out that time zone and, and basically gets rid of that branch. Right. So the screenwriters essentially said, that's what Steve did is that whenever he went back and placed very specifically back in those time zones, or timelines, yeah. time zones, fuck. He went everyone back to the eastern time zone <laughs> from Pacific, yeah. um, that he specifically uh, put those back in yeah. and smoothed out the timelines, right. essentially. And then after he returned everything back to where it's supposed to be, he time-traveled one more time back. Or, or because he put them all back where they're supposed to be, even out the time timelines, and he was just where he was supposed to be. Or, I, I'm sorry, yes, he, right. so he at, went back to, however he it works. specifically went back to like... Because the 40s I, and lived yes. with Peggy. So, because there's a whole thing now that whenever Agent Carter was a series, right. and even in uh, Winter Soldier, whenever we saw Peggy as an old woman yeah. and all this other stuff, where she says like she remarried. Right. Um, she remarried. She married this guy that that she specifically says that um, uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America, saved in a raid in like 1945. Right. And that was the man she married. We never ever, even the Agent Carter series, even in the movies, see who this man is. Um, all the pictures on um, in Winter Soldier on her desk, whenever Steve is visiting her, whenever she, on her deathbed, yeah, essentially are of Steve are of Steve of her children and nothing of this uh, another guy. The other guy. So essentially what I believe <clears throat> along kind of with this, with the, with the screenwriters mm-hmm. is essentially like Steve Rogers was always, this is his, he was destined. Timeline. He was always destined to get back to Peggy. Yeah, sure. And I'm not crying. You're crying. I know. I, <laughs> Jesus. I don't know why Brian has the, the allergy air on, but this is crazy. <laughs> Um, but it, this was always his destiny and his timeline was to get back to Peggy in the 40s yeah. whenever he was supposed to, to get back to their first dance right? and create a life with her, um, have the other Captain Rogers in the same timeline because, again, he whenever he went back with the Infinity Stones, he smoothed out the timelines, right. went back to 1940s and just and lived just his life. quietly lived Quietly life. lived yeah. his life. Again, being Steve Rogers yeah. probably helped like a couple things, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But as soon as Captain Ro- uh, Steve Rogers showed up in uh, 2010 or whatever it was in the the regular timeline, he again laid low and just lived out his life with Peggy. Because, um, again, whenever Peggy talks about uh, uh, her husband, she insinuates that he's like still alive in that, and whenever she's on her deathbed. And he's not, there's no mention of him at her funeral, everything like that, which is also kind of heartbreaking because Steve couldn't, old man Steve could not be at his wife's funeral. Or... He could be, and right, because it's just an old dude, right, right. But 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 there's also this funny, like someone brought up a funny line from a uh, Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. whenever uh, uh, her great niece, mm-hmm. who is Sharon. Spy- Sharon, who is spying on Steve, uh, she makes she has a line where like she's like on her phone doing about to do laundry when Steve goes in to see Nick Fury, where she says, "Oh, that's my grandma. She has insomnia," and people were like, "Wink, wink, wink," yeah, like. Steve Rogers keeping up her all night. Yeah. Like, <laughs> which I think I love that so much. Yeah. But no, I, I, again, as soon as I watched it, I, I just, that's, that's where my mind went. Right. As soon as I saw old man, Steve, I went, I knew like one, I, yeah. one, the conversation with him and Bucky was very much like, he's just going to stay. Yeah. Like he's not coming back. And then as soon as the camera pans over and you see old man, Steve, it's very much like, Oh yeah. He went back 
got his first dance with Peggy yeah. or that dance with Peggy and just and stayed just with stayed, her. And he life. let the other other Steve Rogers yeah. fight this whole battle. Right. To again, well, young Steve, because his whole Chris. and that's the whole thing is like his whole destiny was to go back and right. live his life like Chris. a normal person. I mean, and, and again, his whole timeline destiny was le- yeah. like was all about Peggy. Right. And that, and then there's all kinds of like I love the little snippets throughout the entire MCU about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We're like. I mean, you could view you could view it two ways, like all the times he pulls out his uh, like compass with with Peggy is him like reminiscing, remembering. Yeah. Or it could be that's my wife. I can't wait to I can't wait to see her again. I can't wait to get, like hypothetically yeah, like right. in another dimension. You know, like some type of like weird timey wimey yeah. stuff. Um, I can't wait to see her again. That's why I have her hear my compass. Right. You know, and stuff like that. And there's a bunch of like little things like that that add up to it. That's like you know the the interesting thing that I saw recently was that there are slight differences between the shield that he goes back in time oh, with, yeah, and the shield that he gives Falcon. Right. So yeah, you know, is this is this actually our Steve Rogers? Is this the Hail Hydra Steve Rogers? Right. Is this Which that was a f- amazing moment was, in the movie. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, we're getting set up for the elevator fight yeah. again, and then he just Hail Hydras and he yeah. walks out with the fucking Tesseract. Yeah. There's a or lot. The, the mine. Uh, the mine stone. Mine yeah. staff. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting nods to really current Marvel right. events in. Endgame that right because there's the whole comic run where it turns out S- Steve Rogers Captain America is an agent of Hydra yeah in the comics yeah Secret Empire was right. a whole big event right and people kind of went nuts about it mm. because it, holy shit yeah in fact I was in I was in the comic book store like yesterday or two days ago something like super recent yeah. and a guy came in and he was like oh I'm looking for a uh, Steve Rogers Captain America number one which is the issue where oh, he yeah. first says hail, hail Hydra, Hydra. Yeah. and I was like they're over here with the Captain America <laughs> <laughs> he was like thanks dude but damn dude yeah but yeah but no uh, Avengers again we talked about it last week uh, about how where you would rank it in the MCU and yeah. we talked about it's a it's a tough thing to rank because it's an event and to say it's like this self-contained movie is it's like see that's that's the thing that is my sticking right, point right. is like I still again still think that Winter Soldier is the best correct which you're self-contained right. movie but it does taking Winter Soldier even as just its own movie it right. does lack the emotional impact because you're told that Bucky is his friend but you don't right. get to because, go because through because we unfortunately got a, a pretty poor first Captain America movie it was fine that, it's like that, 75 it, it glossed yeah, right. yeah it glossed over a lot of that stuff I, yeah. I in hindsight i wish that first captain america movie was more about bucky and cap's relationship and like yeah. the the howling commandos yeah that's rather than I wanted rather so than bad, like a the, howling commandos movie oh my god or a series or something yeah. jesus but rather, because that movie very much, it's like Captain America saves Bucky for the first time right. in that thing. And then it's a montage of them fighting together. And then Bucky Yeah, they, y- they yada, yada, yada through the cool right. parts. <laughs> and it's like, that movie would have been so much better served with like, kind of speeding up his origin. Like yeah. showing like, yeah, he's this dude who, he's a small guy, blah, blah, blah. But then he becomes Captain America. He loses Bucky, goes and against all odds saves him yeah and then they travel together or friends together and then bucky dies like right. that's kind of the culmination of the movie um but still winter soldier is not hindered by that at all because it's easily where my hands yeah they're down they're hands down, down. <laughs> the best goddamn mc movie it's ever made it's I, so I fucking good. love winter soldier well and again i've said this before and i'll say it again i want marvel to embrace the idea that they're not making superhero movies they're making movies dude 
that includes superheroes. So like, well, see, that's what I think we've talked about this outside of MCU. Yeah, how like the best horror comedy movies they write the plot and then out of the plot, out of the characters' progression mm-hmm. comes the horror and the comedy. Right. Which that's why I think something like Winter Soldier works so goddamn well is because it's basically a political thriller. Yeah, exactly. That become that has superheroes. Yeah, in. it's a Tom Clancy movie, right? <laughs> and it's so fucking good. Yeah, that well, it's, it's phenomenal. Or Ant Man. I think Ant Man is hands down. They're down. They're down. <laughs> I can attest to that. The the most underrated MCU movie oh, because yeah. it's a heist movie yeah. that features superheroes, right? right so right. it's it's the Italian job, <laughs> but it has a guy who shrinks down a size, and right. like I just think that's so entertaining. And yeah. if if more movies, you know, like Black Panther was another kind of political thriller because it involved him being a king and taking over, right. and, and it all involved this kind a of villain stuff. who was fundamentally right, correct, right? Exactly. Yeah, right. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. Endgame, uh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to rank only because if you take it as itself, yeah, as a self-contained three-hour movie, <laughs> it's still very good. It's amazing, but yeah. it lacks like. But again, if, if you haven't spent eleven years watching Captain America and, and Iron Man build as characters, correct. it lacks even, that even, whole and even thing. In Thor too, Thor, yeah. well, Thor's progression and arc came from like. Um, Thor the Dark World, which I think is a very under... People hate Thor the Dark World, and I'm like, it's, it's, it's fine. a fine movie. Yeah. Like, it's pretty yeah. good. And then Ragnarok, which is incredible for Thor's arc and character journey. Right. And then, and that's what people were talking about, how people were very pissed off whenever Infinity War came out, because they're like, there's not enough Captain America. It's like, because that's a, in, it's an Iron Man and Thor movie, right. essentially. Right. We get a lot of Iron Man and Thor's character arcs and progression. And in this movie, we get more of Captain America and Iron Man yeah. and Thor still. But like it very much balances the original main heroes right. and does them and services them very well. Yeah. But I, I said on Twitter that it's so... An in-game is basically an event movie, a culmination of 22 right. movies. Right. That's like something we will maybe never see again who right. fucking knows but it's so hard to say like where it ranks in the mcu because like as a culmination as an event it it's the top like it's easily like one of the best yeah, things ever made of course in in like a comic book franchise but when it comes to like a self-contained movie it's hard it's it's hard you can right, fucking say right. like who who can say um i had a friend text me when she saw it uh shout out to aaron cooper who i know is not listening to this mm-hmm. um she texted me with some questions and stuff, and right. then she said um, that she was sad that it's over. And I said, sure, it's yeah. not. Yeah. There's no chance. And she was like, well, they're not going to make another Avengers movie. And I said, 100% they're going to make oh, another. Oh, they're going to make. Like, if, if, why would you stop printing who, money if you could print who, your own money? <laughs> like, Because you got to think the next Avengers, hypothetically, could be people like, we know Spider-Man, we know Black Panther. War Machine. Um, like, War, like, War Machine's yeah. going to be around. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, like Chris Hemsworth has said, I will keep making... Chris Hemsworth (laughs) was not a fan of the original Thor to a point like... Oh, he was done with Thor until Ragnarok. And then Ragnarok came around and he was renewed. He was like... He straight up said, like, I will continue making these movies as long as they do Thor a service. And Thor as a Guardian of the Galaxy? Yeah. Like, give it to me. For sure. Pump it in my veins. And I think Chris Hemsworth (laughs) feels the same goddamn way. Um, But she she said, she said, nothing's going to have the same uh, emotional impact. Right. And I said... Until 11 years from now when they bring back the original Avengers to team up with the new Avengers. Right. And the first time you see Dude. Robert Downey Jr. fly in if as Iron Man again. something like, like that, like, oh my that's God. That's what I mean. It's like this This can keep going as long as 
is profitable. Right. And I'm super excited about it. Yeah. I think, I think the, the, the possibilities, the whole thing is so limitless. Let's like, they can, it's, they can do whatever they want. Right. You know, and that's what I was, I was reading a thing about how, uh, in the first weekend, Robert Downey Jr., because he originally, whenever he first made his contract with Marvel, yeah. he didn't take an upfront salary or gross. He took a back end gross for the movies. Right. So he, in the first weekend, made $75 million yeah. off of Endgame, yeah. which is insanity. Yeah. So you think that like five, 10 years down the road when they do another Avengers movies yeah. or some, some right. other culmination thing, it's like, and we're bringing back the original Avengers. It's like, okay, you offer Robert Downey Jr. like, or do the back end gross if you come back? And that's the like, thing. Yeah, like, he's going to come back. Like, <laughs> tell me, tell me in ten years, you know, after because like uh, Evans, Chris Evans, Captain America, right? He he wants to get into directing. He wants right. to get in all yeah. this stuff. So like, absolutely, let him do mm-hmm. what he wants to do. Um, he was actually super heavily involved in the production of Snowpiercer. Yeah, yeah, which that's right. was really good movie. I love Snowpiercer, and I you know I'd like to see him you know spread his wings, flex his muscles, Dude, whatever yeah. he wants to do. But then. Yeah, you telling me that those dudes won't want to come back for a ten year reunion right. of Endgame or whatever? And do, do you ever think that we'll see a, a new Iron Man, a new Captain America, stuff like that? I mean, in, in the way things the reboots go, maybe in like twenty, thirty years, something oh, like that. Oh, like you a know new, what I mean? a new Steve Rogers, like, a new Tony Stark. Like, yeah, because it feels like, and again, like I know people back in the day were like, "Oh, we'll like we'll never see another uh, Ghostbuster." Like, you yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, it can never happen. And yeah, it, there are certain movies that are untouchable. But it's like, it's so crazy to think that like, whenever you think, whenever I say Iron Man, what yeah. do you think of? Robert, Robert Downey Dan Jr. Brain. If I say Captain America, you think Chris Evans. Yeah. Like that is, that is those guys. And it's just co- so crazy to think of like other people taking over those roles or something like his Iron Man's daughter taking over Iron yeah. Man like later, sure, in, sure. like later on, things yeah. like that. Well, or, or how, like how that. cool would a, would an Iron Man movie be where... You know, or make it Iron Heart, whatever. So, yeah, so, exactly. so the new Iron Man is uh, Tony Stark's daughter, mm-hmm. and the first movie is like Spider Man Homecoming, where she is being trained by Pepper Potts oh. as rescue. And I would, I would love <laughs> my, I for that, the AI that she is using is, is Tony, Tony Stark. Stark, exactly. Right. So, and backing up a little bit <laughs> to the reboot thing. Right. I think if Marvel reboots, I think the mm-hmm. way they should do it is uh, do ultimate universe. Ooh. Yeah. So, like so you such, have, yeah. you have your mainstream Marvel continuity that mm-hmm. just keeps chugging along, you know, with war machine right. and all this kind of stuff. Right. And then yeah, 10 years down the road, mm-hmm. if they want to do a reboot. You call it ultimate Iron Man. You call it ultimate Captain America. Dude, you call so it ultimate fun. Thor. Cause then you can culminate into a, grittier venom style right. <laughs> you know ultimate movie oh, yeah. absolutely where captain america says you know does this a on my head stand for france and then he headbutts the hulk right. like <laughs> yeah uh and also on a, but we can move on to comic books too but uh, last thing i want to say is as soon as they announce the sam wilson captain america movie i'm gonna shit, well, shit my pants you've heard that they've already said winter soldier and falcon are getting a Disney Plus series, right? Jesus Christ. And dude, let me tell you, the fact that they're doing a Winter Soldier series <laughs> is like the that's, best thing that's ever. Phenomenal. But yeah, they're they're doing basically Captain America meets Captain America without Steve Rogers. And that's I'm so good. So and excited. And that's what one day I want to see <clears throat> whether or not it's Sam or uh, Bucky. 
a cap- an actual standalone Captain America movie. Yeah, where it's them taking over and I, I whether whether or not it's some like and again you could uh, do like a whole like a black Captain America. Put that in the movie. Like have people be glad reticent about a black Captain America. Yeah, and then show that like those dudes legit. Well, like and that and that was the whole thing with Nick Spencer's Captain America. If like, transitioning into comic books, right, here we go. Sam, uh, Sam Wilson, the Falcon, took over as Captain America, right. and instead of going oh black Captain America, right. they they went more the route of Captain America gets involved in politics, Ooh, where yeah. he like he says, right. "I'm for this position or I'm against mm-hmm. this," which Steve Rogers historically in the comics has been totally against. Right. He just says, "I stand for." You know, kind of truth, justice, kind in the American way, yeah, rather that than that whole thing. Um, do, do you know the beer? I mean, I'll get one. I was gonna say I could text Brian <laughs> to <laughs> get some <in> beer. <laughs> no, we don't need to do that. Um, <laughs> but I, I'd be totally okay with them leaning into that in the series because yeah, then, for sure, the contracts to that would be Bucky, who is functioning as kind of the other half of Captain America, where he's right. like the fighting side, right? And he has to answer for his sins yeah. quote unquote as the winter soldier which right, is another right. thing they delved into in the comics when he was captain america yeah, so absolutely i think there's a lot of more winter soldier style political intrigue movies i think you could because you could go the route of like rebuilding shield like yeah, officially right and have sam lead that whole thing while bucky is the is goes the, on is trial the muscle. literally yeah, the goes, muscle on and goes on trial yeah. by that yeah um, but I know that you brought in some other comics. I did. Um, again, so I'm trying to trying to get comics out there because I think comics are for everybody. Absolutely. There's so much stuff built on comic books nowadays. So I'm just trying to let everyone know what's going on in the comic world and go out and buy some comics. Yeah. So I brought two of them today, and I showed Brendan. Um, the first one I brought is Green Lantern number seven. Dude. And... <laughs> This fucking I, artwork is I, so good. I showed him. So it's it's written by Grant Morrison. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who Grant Morrison is, he's like, I'll say it's Frank Miller, it's um, Watchmen, Alan Moore, mm-hmm. and Grant Morrison right. are like the three. I was going to say, anyone who has a pass, has ever heard, like opened a comic book, has a passing interest in comic books, yeah. kind of should know. You should know who Grant, Grant Morrison, Morrison is. Grant Morrison is like, yeah. yeah. A big fucking deal in comic books. Like, no exaggeration. If there was a Mount Rushmore of comic books, there's an argument that Grant Morrison could be on that that Mount Rushmore. Anyway, so Green Green Lantern, written by uh, Grant Morrison. Uh, The art is by uh, Liam Sharp, I think is his name. Mm -hmm. Um, But this this whole series has been so, so good. Uh, The premise behind it is uh, Grant Morrison wanted to get back to Green Lantern being a cosmic policeman. So... Which again, I think, eventually when they make a Green Lantern movie, that's what his movie should be. Oh, I hope so. Is more of like a cosmic police, like because event, like whenever they first announced that there was going to be another Green Lantern movie, they said it was going to be the Green Lantern Corps, which right. is basically about them being the the police corps, like the police officers of the galaxy. Right. Which and that's and that's what, what a lot of happen. Green Lantern comics have been in the past, but this one specifically focuses on uh, Hal Jordan. Right. Um, but the cool thing about this issue is it actually takes place inside of his power ring. Um, and f- I'll say for one reason or another, um, his power ring has gotten blasted into space, kind of, you know, billions of light years from nothing. And it, the, it, the ring has pulled him into itself to protect him because the power of it is so low. So he has to kind of do this adventure through his ring, um, to, 
convince the ring to blast itself in a certain right. direction back mm-hmm. to Oa. Anyway, whatever. Um, but the the thing that blows me away about this comic is it's it's interesting. It's a it's a police drama, but the art is like yeah. next level. I mean, Marcus showed me the art of this goddamn thing, and it's like it, every page is just like another like holy shit. It's, <laughs> it's a piece of art. It truly is. Uh, this specific issue again takes place inside the mm-hmm. the powering, and I showed Brendan. There's no there very, well very few pages of uh, traditional comic. Uh, uh, text box structure. Mm, yeah, yeah. The whole thing, the whole structure of it is the Green Lantern symbol rearranged throughout the page. Yeah, which it, like, <laughs> like when you first start going through it, it's so interesting looking at it because, oh, excuse me, like like the way it's laid out, it's not like a traditional box structure right. of the whole thing. And so it very much like, and then after Vargas like brought that up, I was like, yeah, like, holy the shit. Whole thing. Like, yeah. That's it's, insanity. Yeah. So Green Lantern, uh, issue seven is a great picking up point. I have not had any trouble finding back issues of this. Mm-hmm. So if you do go in a comic shop, check out the Green Lantern section and you can find uh, Green Lantern number one by Grant Morrison and Liam Sharp. Right. Um, the other comic I brought is a Marvel comic and it's uh, The Amazing Spider-Man number 20, which is part four of uh hunted which is the i'll call it an event but it's a Mm spider-man this is the current spider-man arc and the premise is that uh uh craven the hunter who is one of spider-man's main villains um he's created kind of like a like a rich people hunting club (laughs) and he's trapped every marvel hero and villain who is animal related Oh, inside Central Park. Interesting. With the help of Arcade, who's like a sea yeah. level right, right. villain. Um, so he's opened this hunting preserve in Central Park with all these animal oriented heroes and villains. Right, yeah. And he's selling these robots to rich people. <laughs> so the, the robots are craven bots. Interesting. And the, and the rich people control them via VR. And they're hunting shit. down Holy the heroes shit. and villains, Whoa. literally one by one. So, <laughs> so Spider-Man has to has to first of all convince his villains mm-hmm. that he's on their side, and second of all figure out a way out of this, or how to shut down the Craven bots. Jeez, I'm grapes. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I that mean, sounds awesome. It's so cool. So <laughs> much fun. Uh, it's written by Nick Spencer, who mm-hmm. did. The Hail Hydra, Captain America stuff we talked about right, earlier. Right. He did uh, Secret Empire. He did oh, shit, um, yeah. Morning Glories. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with indie comics at all, um, so he's been involved with a lot of Marvel oh, yeah. structuring stuff in the last couple of years. And the arts by uh, Umberto Ramos, mm-hmm. who did the art on uh, Spider-Man, Spider Island. He did the art on. Uh, he, I mean, he's mostly known for Spider-Man stuff, but whatever. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Spider sure. Spider Man Hunted is super fun. I am having a little bit of trouble finding the back issues on this because it's so popular. But oh, sure, yeah. They're sending all the issues back to second, third, fourth prints. So <laughs> if you go to your vintage stock or your comic shop, you ask them about it, and I'm sure they'll lead you in the right direction. Right. Yeah. That sounds fucking awesome. So, man, that's <laughs> that's so what cool. I'm reading. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. That's that sounds good. I I, I I'm I want to read because Vargas gave like originally way back in old school. Uh, two beers deep in debates yeah. on tap days. Um, he's the one that got me started on. I brought it up last week. Um, the uh, 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 Nailbiter like comics mm-hmm. and uh, witches comics, 
And man, those are some phenomenal fucking shit. It's so, good stuff, man. Right. So Vargas, again, has five to 6,000, I think, yeah. comics, yeah. I think. And uh, again, uh, for Grant Morrison to write something like this Green Lantern story has been very good. He's done very good work. I was just looking up because I was like, I can't think of specifically what he's written. Well, his uh, crazy Batman stuff. His saga. crazy Batman stuff yeah. with like, uh, he brought back Damian Wayne stuff. Like he created son, Damian Wayne. Yeah, the yeah. son of uh, Batman taking over, like all that stuff, like yeah. taking over as Robin and all that stuff. He killed Batman, brought him Death back. Death in the family, all that <laughs> stuff. Also, Grant Morrison has written one of my favorite Superman comics, All-Star Superman. Yep. That again, we, we referenced a while ago, I think, mm-hmm. in the Superman versus Goku stuff. Where it's like he flies into the sun, right? And All Star yeah. Superman gets at the very core. I think Grant Morrison is very good at like getting to the core. Like he's such a good goddamn writer, yeah. Of finding out like these massively superpowered superheroes, yeah. Like what makes them tick, and for All Star Superman to get like to the core of like who Superman is, and not only show that like he's very powerful, but also like this is who he is as like a person. Right. This is what he does. Right. Is so fucking good. And, yeah. And yeah. So again. I, I think, yeah, if, if Vargas ever recommends you to read something, it's like, yeah, go ahead and read that. I mean, like, <laughs> that's, that's always the joke I make is like, I don't read shitty comics, but yeah. like, I kind of don't read shitty comics. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we're coming up on end in this thing. Okay. Um, do you have any, just as a, la- a yeah. last thing, Sure. any interest in like the DC television universe? I am beyond excited for Swamp Thing. Dude, that Swamp Thing stuff looks Awesome. Because <laughs> so Swamp Thing by Scott Snyder and Yannick Paquette, that series they did back in the New Fifty Two, right, was like the thing that I recommended to people for DC Dude, because it's, it's so good. It's so fucking good. Um, and I was very disappointed to hear that they cut it down from thirteen to ten episodes. Right, there was a whole thing because they were filming it, making it. People were very excited about it, and yeah. then they like there's this whole weird thing about like oh they canceled it versus they like cut it down. Yeah. And then they release like a teaser, then a trailer. The which day the, of. Right. And it's like, this thing looks fucking yeah. awesome. I'm, I'm stoked about it. So it, again, my frustration was that it was like the one thing I wanted to watch on, right. on DC <laughs> universe. Right. And they did can, you, did you watch it? Titans at all? I watched like the first three episodes and was like, this is too angsty for Dude, me. Dude, It is like, it is very violent. It yeah. basically the Titans is like a, a Fuck play, man, I get it. A okay. play on like teen Titans. <laughs> And I would say like the themes of it are very good because it's a very it's a lot of young superheroes like yeah. trying to make a theme that they were their own like the whole fuck Batman thing like when it first came out was like what is happening yeah <laughs> and then they're gonna do a second season they cast uh, from Game of Thrones mm-hmm. Jorah Mormont to play Batman yeah which I think is phenomenal like that's insanity but there's a whole like because I if, like I don't have DCEU but yeah. or the whatever the DC TV stuff. But I like kind of followed along with it and was like reading like synopsis of it. Mm-hmm. And apparently, like I don't know if you have any interest, in, but I I, I want to like talk about like the last episode. Go for um, it. They basically have a whole thing where like Robin, Dick Grayson, yeah. or I'm sorry, not he doesn't be Robin. That's why he does. That's why he fucks Batman. Oh yeah, because he wants to be he wants to be Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson. He wants to be fucking. Okay, we get it. You're Nightwing. Yeah, great. <laughs> he gets under control of I can't remember the hero off the top of my head or some villain psycho pirate or something. Something, yeah. yeah. For like two or three episodes, where okay. like he starts seeing these visions of like Batman like murdering the Joker in ICU. Oh, the Batman going around murdering people. The culmination of the final episode huh. is an assault on Wayne Manor, where where in his haze, yeah, um, he uh, leads a team uh-huh. to uh, Wayne Manor. 
and he leads them exactly to like, okay, you'll go this way, yeah, set like the clock, this, and this go huge, down to the back cave. Like and, very intense okay. thing. The the strike team of like thirty guys gets down into the back cave. All the lights go off and like and you they get Dick, slaughtered. You hear Dick Grayson just like yelling like he's here, like get away from him. And it's like just like this whole thing like cutting between like vast cuts of like Batman just fucking these dudes up yeah. and like Dick Grayson seeing a monitor of these dudes like just getting just annihilated. Yeah. Well, because that because that was the big thing in in the first couple episodes was that Batman is like psychopath he's he's just killing people straight out and and that's what like there's this whole and then it kind of cuts back and forth like the final shot of the episode is that yeah like batman using it like like the the, before that like the whole like fight scene is you see flashes like batman using his batterings to slice dudes throats like fucking fucking dudes up and then like uh he like uh a woman that dick grayson knows i can't think of it's some police officer or something like that comes in and she kind of like oh she sees him and batman just like goes away um, but then the last shot is bat is basically Dick Grayson being under control, like essentially like he's under control of this villain mm-hmm. who's just getting information about like uh, Bruce Wayne slash Batman yeah. with the whole thing that everything you've seen before is essentially just Dick Grayson's crazed mind, oh, and that okay. that's why is that like okay. it's all Dick Grayson like yeah Batman's a fuck oh he's killing people yeah. and it's like that's but he's his, not really killing that's people. his worst fear is that that's where Batman goes uh, so it's like a scarecrow kind of and, and sure, that's sure, why sure. I can't th- well again we'll look this up yeah. as soon as we're finished what the villain is but it, it was like oh okay like now the whole context yeah. which makes way more sense see but that's like way too much for 10 for episodes yeah. to go, like an hour long each episode and like there's some in, like the whole like I watched like the video of um, it's like a two minute sequence of like like the Joker is in ICU and yeah. like Dick Grayson and like the police police friends are like kind of walking around like, yeah, Batman's probably going to come. And then like all of a sudden, like they're on totally like a does. different floor <laughs> and like the whole hospital like goes out and yeah. it's them like fighting their way to Batman. And it's him like, like his back silhouette just jumping yeah. out the window and it's the Joker dead in his bed. And it's like, Holy shit. Yeah, see, that's, like it's insane. That's too much for me. We'll like, see. And, and again, like we got in this whole discussion about like Elseworld stuff and like kind yeah. of stuff like that. And yeah. like, Sure, but whenever they first announced Titans, it was like this thing sounds so intense and so well, gritty and it so just, like angsty, like you said. It's like eh. it sounds so like like gimmicky. It's right, like, right. Oh, look at this crabby Batman we made. Like they, oh, but not really. They LOL. literally like that was their first teaser trailer. It ended yeah. with Dick Grayson saying "fuck Batman." Yeah, and like in the context that's what of the I mean. show, like it's it like, kind of makes sense. But it's like, dude, like come on, it's just too like much. make make stuff that's fun and people and it's that's yeah. one people watch Swamp Thing instead. <laughs> I can't wait for that. <laughs> but uh, but all right, I think we're gonna wrap this up. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you can find us on <laughs> on Twitter on debates on tap. You can email us about all, everything we've talked about, comic book related, Avengers related. Yeah, uh, debates on fans at gmail.com. Um, we'll post stuff on our Instagram at debates on pictures. So be very much appreciated if you guys uh, w- listen to us, subscribe to us and rate us on iTunes, SoundCloud, yeah. whatever you do. Let your friends know. Right. Uh, if, if you hear an episode that you think they would enjoy, let them know what episode it is and let them know where to find us. Be so much fun. So now we're going to awkwardly try to end this episode in, in the recording. And no, it won't be awkward. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Just we'll, go hit space we'll bar. And bye. <laughs>